Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I said, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. Monday to everybody out there in ticket country and I'm not just saying that everybody's pretty happy around here for some reason I think it's because Nebraska basketball beat number seven Creighton last uh, yesterday uh, afternoon I should say in Omaha what a spectacle it was what a big win for this young Nebraska basketball team and for Fred Hoiberg I mean and and it just kind of opens up the possibilities of what can be this year rather than kind of Nebraska basketball just feeling like it's kind of in the back burner we know the story this kind of wakes everything up. So Nebraska with a 63-53 to win over Creighton. We'll talk about that. We've got the college football playoffs set. Uh, I was wrong. <laughs> Roll Tide is not in. I was wrong. Uh, so Hooray. I can at least... Uh, uh, tell Rico he was wrong, uh, even though he admits it himself. I, I, I at least have to have my chance to tell him because he's been warning me for weeks. No, it's a good thing I was wrong. Happen. I'm happy that I was but wrong. But you're happy you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to be right. That's well, the thing. Yeah. Is I did not. But but you you saw what I meant. Like, it was close. You were trying to, you were trying to downplay it all season. Oh, yeah. But now you realize <laughs> there might be something to it. Well, little little yeah. old Rico might have a little something something right there. Still, no two-loss team has ever made the college football playoff, so I, I feel good about that. Of course, that will change when they go to the 12-team playoff, and these four-loss conference champions will get in. So it'll be kind of Hooray. interesting uh, hey, with that hey. way moving they forward. Did their, they did their job. It was fun. So, I mean, again, we've got so much to talk about. The transfer portal is open today. A lot of big names hitting that. Uh, the Panthers released Baker Mayfield, if Aww. you missed that. Justin Verlander Poor signing guy. with the Mets. At least he's not with the Astros anymore. I don't care. Yeah. Um, so there's just a lot going on. And, of course, Jimmy G has his broken foot. He's out for the season. There's Aww. just a lot to break down. But let's start with Nebraska and oh, Creighton. Uh, just wanted to catch you up on the news there. Yeah, we might thanks. not hit on all those stuff. <laughs> no, we definitely won't. <laughs> we usually a lot don't. Of things. I like to tease stuff and then not talk about it. <laughs> I think that, that works out pretty well. It's perfect. It's uh, perfect. But Nebraska now with three straight wins over Florida State. Boston College, and now most importantly, uh, Creighton. Uh, they've got some uh, tough matchups ahead, of course. Uh, uh, Indiana's going to be on Wednesday. They have to travel uh, to Bloomington to play that game. And then they have Purdue, who's number four now in the new rankings, on Saturday. And it was kind of interesting going into this this kind of slate of games. I was talking with Eric Strickland. It was like, man, if they could just get one of these, that would just, that That'd would be, just so be nice. so great. Such a relief. And, and then they, they got one. Program. And now, and, but it's <laughs> the first one. Yeah, they got one, and now everybody goes, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe we can get more than one. It's like, well, calm down. All right. We wanted at least one. Okay. (laughs) We should. We. I mean, everybody's obviously happy with it, especially being the first time in eighteen years that Nebraska's Uh, been in in Omaha. In Omaha, which is disgusting to say. (laughs) Fact. That is. That is not great. I saw somebody said something about uh, the last time that Nebraska beat Creighton in Omaha. uh, Bill Callahan was like putting together oh. a recruiting class, yeah, I bet. and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> that is that is something to think about." Um, but you know, y- you get one of the wins in this tough three-game stretch, and honestly, it might have been the second toughest one out of the stretch that that you look at. If you if you would have told me before you look at Creighton, Indiana, and Purdue, um, 
Purdue obviously being the higher ranked team and just the fact that Zach Eady is Zach Eady. <laughs> um, <laughs> that that was easily the hardest game of the stretch. And just the way that Creighton was playing to begin the season and the fact that, you know, they, they got, you know, Baylor Shireman to transfer in and he was one of the bigger name transfers out of last year's class and, and you know, just the the luck you've had with Creighton in the past, that was probably the second hardest game. And you, you kind of went out there and dominated in a way that isn't Fred Hoiberg basketball. The way that Nebraska was able to play defense, you know, the offense showed up when they were needed, but defensively they were flying all over the court and, you know, get a little bit of luck. Uh, in Creighton, not able to hit a single shot to save their lives. <laughs> they sure <laughs> um, hoisted them up. I it still, was uh, it ten was, of forty from beyond the arc. Goodness goodness. I mean, that's what they do. They're a shooting yeah. team. They're they're a three point they're a three point shooting team. Um, and if they're missing, you live by the three, die by the three. And they certainly died by the three uh, last night against Nebraska. But the thing that I we, me and Bach were just talking about before we went on air is even if Nebraska got a little bit lucky and and Creighton couldn't hit uh, a shot to save their lives. The good thing about Nebraska's effort last night was that defense is is an effort thing. It's not something that, you know, sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't, uh, like shooting, like a, like a three-point shot like Creighton. Defense is just effort. If you show up and you want to play defense, you can play solid defense every single time. You know, sometimes the shots are going to fall, but you can play solid defense and get in people's faces every single time. So that's something refreshing to see from this Nebraska basketball team is that's that's something that'll travel. Yeah, and it's it is it will too. And it's it's one thing too is that there weren't a whole lot of fouls called in this game. So hats off to the officials for letting them play. I'm not saying there was a whole lot of like questionable calls that should have been, you know, but for for defense a lot of time can take some physicality and if they're t- you know calling every little touch, um then it can be that's the only way that you can kind of if you build your team around defense, they mm-hmm. can come back to get you here and there is if the refs aren't letting you play. Um, but they let them go at it. And there's a few times there, uh, particularly uh, with with Breidenbach kind of <laughs> messing <laughs> up there with uh, maybe Cockburn or some of those other guys. I thought, man, this rivalry, look, I mean, I'd, I'd be worried if I'm the refs maybe to try to keep it at, at, at bay. But um, right to both teams, physical. neither of them, you know, it, but it, it never like turned uh, malicious or anything. It was, it was never always, hostile. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it, it was it was good to see um, that. Although that does get the fans going. I remember you know oh, yeah. Fran Petaway and <laughs> uh, you know getting into yeah. A luckily, little bit nothing of a like that there. happened. Yeah, uh, but uh, but just a huge win for Nebraska um, and and Derek Walker. I mean Derek, I think this is just a great time. Um, to really thank Derek Walker for getting back. Obviously, he's had uh, whatever issue it's been um, off the court and and not being able to play early on at Nebraska. But I'm talking mm-hmm. about just coming back for the season because you know it's nothing against you know Trey McGowan's or Lat Man. They, they're pursuing their career moving forward. But I feel like when Derek Walker said he was returning. And we all kind of know the story. The Nebraska basketball team didn't have a whole lot of preseason buzz. And, no. and part of that was, you know, so Derek Walker returning, didn't get any national news. Locally, we're all like, hey, that's a nice piece. They're like, oh, yay. Yeah. But, I mean, look what it's turning into. Well, and then he didn't play for the first five games yeah. of the season. And that didn't help. <laughs> but look what it's turning into. I mean, it's – I feel and, – and this is – you know, maybe this is getting too excited for the, for the moment, but it, it is what it is. I don't get this chance often as a Nebraska basketball fan, especially yep. to beat a top 10 Creighton so, team. Soak it in. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. 
I feel like this is, you know, this is kind of the the plan B under the Fred Hoiberg era. The defense, you know, kind of playing with the players that you have rather than let's quick fix with a roster turnaround every year and have mm-hmm. a guy that is an athlete that projects to be an NBA player and all that stuff. Um, this isn't exactly plan A for Fred Hoiberg, but if he can really get this team coaching, it, it, it you know, get this team going, I should say, you forget that he he's uh, – He's a benefit over there on the sideline too. It's like it, it's just it's it's weird because at Nebraska you just kind of feel like you've seen it enough, you've seen all the disappointments, so you you hardly even think of it now. Mm-hmm. But as an opponent walking in to play Nebraska, I think that's somewhat notable that Hoiberg's on that sideline. It's something we probably forget. It's you know he, he's he's an established coach, and despite the lack of success that he's had at Nebraska, he's had a ton of success in college basketball. So when you look on that side, you know Nebraska's going through a through a rough patch. They look on the sideline, they see a guy like Fred Hoiberg, and you know you would think, although the 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 past here at Nebraska probably doesn't you know uh, lend you to think that, but you would think that looking over onto the sideline, seeing a Fred Hoiberg would kind of calm the nerves a little bit, knowing that you have somebody who's been there, done that. He's played in college basketball. He's played at the highest level in the NBA. He's been in a front office. He's coached in the NBA. He's coached in college basketball. He's done really anything that you want to have done in a basketball career. He's He's been there, done that. So looking over to the sideline when you're going through a tough stretch, seeing him should calm the nerves a little bit and you know going up against a top 10 team in Creighton having Fred Hoiberg on that sideline despite focusing more on the defensive side of things this year if you need some type of play drawn up if you need something going on you look at Fred he's an offensive genius so that's something else that you can go to uh, again if you're going through a rough spot for for Nebraska and my favorite part of the defense that they've they've been running this year is the fact that you have Juwan Gary, Emmanuel Bandamel, and Sam Greasel up top. C.J. Wilcher's kind of lost in all this, but he's he's doing a fantastic job as well. But those three really up top when when teams are running, you know, weaves going back and forth, handing the ball off. Those three are are in a man, but they're switching because they're all you know six four or taller with long wingspans. They can all guard one through three, sometimes even one through four, and it's it's something that I don't know if. You know, I'm sure a lot of people have, have noticed it and are, are really looking into it, but that's just my favorite part of this defense is the fact that, you know, it, even if you get a switch off of a screen, you're, you're, you're still in a, in a precarious situation because all these guys are willing defenders and they're long athletic guys who, who are, are more than willing to put their bodies on the line. Yeah, it it, it is it's definitely going to be something moving forward to, to to be impressed with with Nebraska too. And you know, I, I remember back to those uh, Doc Sadler days, and it's not nothing against his teams, but they were known as defensive teams because they'd eat up the shot clock, so mm-hmm. they'd hold you down uh, with not a whole lot of points. This team is a legitimate good defensive team, and, and they they had some too. I'm not saying they yeah. didn't, um, but it, it it's less has less to do with you know wait until <laughs> the shot clock's down to two or three to, to let the ball hey, go. They're not scared to hoist it up either. Yeah. I, and Creighton averages about 80 points per game, 81 points per game. Nebraska held them to 53. Creighton's got their own thing to a little bit worry about. This is the third straight loss, the first to a team ranked outside of the top 25, right? Mm-hmm. So um, they lost to a, a few pretty competitive teams. I mean, they lost to Texas, who's number two in the nation by five points. Yeah. Like, and Arizona, who's a top 15 team as yeah, well. Yeah, number four at the time, number 14 Arizona, they lost to them by two points. So they lo- you think about that. They lose to a, a top 15, a top five team by not double digits, and then Nebraska comes into town, lowly old Nebraska, and yeah. beats them by ten. Well, and you wonder too, and, and, and I, it's not, and it's not like they were shooting well against either of those no. teams either. They shot terribly against yeah. both of those teams. Well, at least against Texas, I know. I don't know about Arizona, but they shot terribly against Texas. They still only lost by five. You shoot terribly against Nebraska, you lose by ten, 
and you didn't even you were what fifteen points off of what you scored against Texas. You just wonder too. I, and again, it's not downplaying what Nebraska did, but Creighton played five straight ranked opponents yeah. before Nebraska, so they might have been thinking, okay, here's our chance to breathe. Maybe it didn't have um, as much a, a, of kind of okay. This is the moment. I, I think they. It seemed like you know at times just kind of like at, at some point our shots are going to start falling, and then we'll you know. We'll I don't get think back they were. Game. It just never did. I don't think they were ready to get punched in the mouth like Nebraska did to start the game. Yeah, they Nebraska the was Nebraska, Yeah, Nebraska wasn't backing off. They were. They started the first half, started the second half hot, uh, and just kind of rode it from there. But uh, the the weird thing is, you know how this this team Nebraska is. is I wouldn't say. Ah, yeah, kind of deep. Like they have guys that, that can, you know, uh, you know, switch in and out. But their starters, all of them played except for Derek Walker, who is in a little bit of foul trouble. Mm-hmm. All played over thirty minutes. All played over thirty-five minutes, really, uh, except for CJ was at thirty-four. Your bench of Tominaga, Dawson, Breidenbach, and Keita, fourteen. Denim Dawson played a minute. Will Hum played thirteen. Blaze Keita played seven. You just had your starters in there because it was just working so well, especially Derek Walker against uh, Kalkbrenner, who's a seven-footer. Derek Walker's 6'10", maybe, yeah. you know, undersized, an undersized five, an undersized four, or a, yeah, pretty good four, uh, an undersized five where they have him at, and he's going to work against the seven-footer underneath, just kind of getting whatever he wants. Yeah, I mean, he's been very impressive this season. Remember, set the the school record for field goal percentage last year. Yeah. Uh, and then 11 for 16 from the floor yesterday. And I think, too, again, all, all the focus is on the defense, as well it should be. But I just th- thought it was kind of interesting. If you took Greasel, Walker, and Gary out, Nebraska would have scored 11 points. So they really relied on those guys. <laughs> but it is it is one of those deals where, like, Wil- Wilcher and Tominaga were off. Um, and, you know, some, some nights you're going to get double digits from those guys obviously we've seen with Tominaga he can catch fire Wilcher um, you know he's got a sweet stroke if he gets it going as well um, so it's not going to be like this every night but it is part of the challenge for for preparing for Nebraska is you don't know who's, who's going to be their kind of primary guy that evening mm-hmm. I thought Creighton did an excellent job by the way on Tominaga uh, didn't even get a three-point shot off that should nope. be the goal for every team that plays Tominaga now he can obviously take you off the dribble and, and get some floaters going and and he was here and there with those I don't think he hit I think he hit one um, I think it was a floater but yeah he tried like a like a off the glass mid-range shot uh, surrounded by two people, he was just trying to get a shot, trying to get He's a trying shot to get off. He's going, trying to get yeah. something going. They did a good job of frustrating him. I mean, oh yeah, Creighton for that. But he was still flying. He's flying around though, and the fact that you know Nebraska, they're overloading one side of their, you know, all yeah. shuffling to the paint when Kalkbrenner rolls, uh, and and Creighton's kind of trying to him. yeah, and Creighton's yeah. trying to toss it out to the to the outside for a three. And Nebraska, the communication between the defenders was a thing of beauty. You've got people flying all over the place covering everybody's man. Again, Nebraska basketball back in action Wednesday when they head to Bloomington to take on Indiana. Doesn't get easier, but like I said, there's there's hopes in this season. You don't want to call it a tourney team or anything like no. that, but that is a uh, a good win. That's a, not just a good win. I mean, that's that's one of the best wins that uh, that the team has so far. And now everybody's year. rooting for Creighton to have a better season, so it looks like an even better win. <laughs> I don't know if rooting for just Creighton in case. Look, if Nebraska it. keeps winning, if Creighton keeps winning. And Nebraska, you know, somehow finds themselves on a bubble. Yeah. That Creighton win, if they keep winning, it'll look real good. Yeah. It, they, Don't well. root for Creighton to collapse. Root for them to keep winning. <laughs> That's right. And hopefully, but more importantly, hope for Nebraska to keep winning. Exactly. If, if this, you know, at, at this point, they, they did beat some ranked teams down the stretch last year. Mm-hmm. Just saying, maybe things are getting going under Fred Hoiberg. All right, let's take a quick break. When we return, we'll make fun of Rico for being wrong. <laughs> 